when you saw that title, that annual evaluations could actually be fun and productive, what was your response? Was your first response like, yeah, right, no way. In fact, if you thought that, you're probably pretty normal because most people, when they think of annual evaluations, never think of fun and productive in their sentence at all. And I understand that because in general, most business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders of any kind, whenever they're getting ready to do an annual evaluation, it's kind of one of those things at the end of the year, they don't look forward to it. They didn't look forward to it when they were an employee. Now they got to do the annual evaluations. They put it off. They're not sure what to put in. And then when they do, they tend to put the hammer down and try to make somebody feel bad. So they don't look forward to it. And the other side, the employee usually isn't looking forward to it. And you might remember this when you were being evaluated because you know that no matter what happened, you're probably going to be slammed and you don't look forward to it. And I totally get that. In fact, I remember back in my old pastoral days uh, when I was evaluated by the board, uh, those experiences always were terrible. It had nothing to do with necessarily my job description. And it didn't have anything to do with what really took place that year. Like we might have grown by 30, 40, 50 percent. Revenue was up about the same amount, bunch of stuff going on in town, lots of great things happening. And I never walked out of there ever feeling good about anything because usually they'd find some pet little project, some pet little thing that they cared about. And they wanted to drill in on this thing here. And like, we really need to talk about that, which had nothing to do with all the other stuff that was really important. And I remember that experience. And because I didn't enjoy it, it was easy to think most people don't enjoy it, right? Because that's what you've gone through. I understand that fully. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if it could be different? What if it could actually be fun and productive? And I know it's possible because I figured out how to do it and I trained other people how to do it. And today I want to give you the three keys to being able to have a great annual evaluation, one that's actually fun and productive. So to help you with this, I'm giving you a simple framework. There are only three keys that you have to think about. But if you get all three of these parts of the process right, you're going to find that they actually can be fun and they can actually be productive. So let's go to the computer and let me just kind of walk you through so you understand this framework and never forget it from this point forward. So here we go. The first part of the triangle, the first step is clear expectations. In general, most business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, managers, executive directors, etc., are usually not that clear in their expectations of their employees. And so when it comes to the valuation time, they're trying to figure out like, what should I be evaluating? Well, if you're trying to ask the question, what should I be evaluating? You know, you, you failed, right? Like the failures on your side, not theirs. In fact, one of the key rules in the Biscayers Club we use is that any kind of evaluation should always be a summation. It should not be information, right? There should be no surprises at all whenever you're doing an evaluation. The surprise usually comes because someone isn't clear on the expectation. Now, sometimes you may have some ideas of things that you want this person to do, but you probably haven't clearly communicated to the other person and they don't clearly understand what the expectation is and what they're going to be evaluated against. But if you have clear expectations, that means that before the period begins, so if you're on a calendar year of January through uh, December, if you're on that, that would mean that the previous November or December, you've sat down with them and said, here's the plan for the next 12 months. And you both agree to it. Here are the key metrics you're going to be held responsible. Here are the key responsibilities. Here are the key projects I want you to work on. And here are some areas of improvement that I want you to work on, usually on personal development stuff. And those tend to be the kind of major categories you want to be looking at. And so after that's all done, it should be typed up. And both people, this is key, both people should actually sign it. 
That way, no one through the course of the year can say, I didn't know that was the expectation because actually we talked about it, we typed it up, and we signed it. And we both agreed to that. When you get that kind of clear expectation, it's a game changer because now everyone knows what the evaluation is going to be about 12 months later, and they know that in advance. It's infinitely better and will be more productive because also what you're working on are the things that that person needs to improve on to make sure that this coming year they're doing better. And if they're hitting all their metrics and they're getting the responsibilities done and they're completing their projects and they're improving in areas like that's a great year. That's a very productive thing. And it's going to be fun for them because they're going to know ahead of time, like here's the final exam. I gave you the final exam and now all year long we're going to be working on to make sure that you get an A on the final exam. Right. So clear expectations, the key component part. Make sure it's written up and both people sign off on that. That's number one. That's the first key part of the framework. The second part, going back to the screen here, is frequent accountability. Frequent accountability. <clears throat> if you've ever put together a strategic plan in, you know, let's say October, November of one year and not looked at it till the next October, November, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The, frequently, people create plans, even if they come up with a plan for their employee, and then they don't look at it for 12 more months, and then they go, hey, uh, they hit this or they didn't hit that. That's terrible. Again, that's a failure on your part, not on theirs. Your job should be to have frequent accountability for that person, for whatever the plan is that the two of you agreed to in that October, November, December timeframe work the year before. And so, Every time you're meeting, and in the Biscellers Club, we recommend that you're meeting every week or at worst every other week. That means that somewhere between 20 and 40 times per year, you've actually sat down and you're holding them accountable to the plan you agreed to. And you're saying, okay, where are we on our metrics? Where are we on the projects? Uh, where are you on these areas of improvement? And so you're meeting for accountability, not once or twice during the course of the year, but literally every week or every other week. And every month, there should be some accountability clearly about each one of those areas. If you have that kind of accountability, there are no surprises, right? There are conversations you've had over the course of 12 months in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, when you're meeting again, no surprises because everyone knew what was going on and you've held them accountable to all of that plan for the course of those 11, 12 months. Infinitely different than most uh, kinds of annual valuations are done. This also means that when you're going to write up the annual valuation, it's not like you have to think about what to write up because you've been talking about it over and over again, month after month after month. It makes it so much easier. It's more fun. It's more productive. It's easier to write up because you've been talking to them about this on a regular basis, at least monthly, better bi-monthly, bi-weekly or weekly. All right. So clear expectations. Frequent accountability. Let's go back here. This is the third part of the triangle, and that is regular coaching and feedback. So if you're meeting with them on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and you're holding them accountable, you're going to find that there are certain areas that aren't meeting the expectation. Well, that's where coaches come in, right? So part of your job as the leader is to help them complete the plan. It's not to give them a plan and then they kind of go out and do it. Your job as the coach is to help them meet and exceed all of the things that you set up at the beginning of the year that they need to accomplish for that year. So if you're regularly giving them feedback, if they needed to, uh, let's just say, become more concise in their communication, or they need to become more collaborative, um, if you needed them to hit a certain sales metric on the sales team, or if you needed them to improve their grammar and spelling, whatever the thing would be that you're working on, 
Well, you should be giving them that feedback all through the course of the year. If they're not really good at project management, then you're giving them feedback. You know, you're falling behind here. So how are we going to improve that? And because you're constantly coaching them, because you're constantly giving them feedback and you're holding them accountable throughout the course of the year, they should get an A at the end of the year. If you have employees who aren't getting an A at the end of the year, you failed. Right? Like that's the problem. This is why if you do this right, it's so much fun because you're getting together and you're celebrating. We set these things at the beginning of the year. You've achieved all these things. You've either met or exceeded all of them. Now you're thinking, well, what happens if they're not meeting or not exceeding? Well, if they're not meeting or not exceeding and you're holding them accountable and you're coaching them, why are they still employed? That's the key question. Why are they still employed? Because if they can't meet the expectations and you're coaching them, and you're giving them your best stuff, then that's on them, and that means they shouldn't be employed by you any longer. It's That's why I'm telling you, if you change this whole mindset, it automatically gets so much better. When you're getting together for the annual evaluation, it's actually a time to celebrate. They should be getting an A. They shouldn't be getting a C. They shouldn't be getting a D. They shouldn't be feeling like someone's gonna drop the hammer on me. They're getting together because you're going to say, hey, this is the plan we set. And guess what? You met or exceeded all of these things. I'm so proud of you for doing all that. And because of that, here's the cool surprise. I'm going to give you a raise this year. Or I'm going to you know, give you new responsibilities. Or I'm going to promote you. I'm going to give you whatever the thing would be. Because you set the goals. They achieved them or exceeded all of them. And that is how you can have a fun and productive annual evaluation. It begins not when you're creating the evaluation. It begins 12 months earlier. And if you do it right in the first place and you set the expectations, you hold them accountable frequently, and you're constantly giving them coaching and feedback, everybody that's on a direct report should either get an A, maybe a B at worst, or they shouldn't be employed. It's pretty simple. So that's how you can have a fun and productive annual evaluation. The three keys, clear expectations, frequent accountability, regular coaching, and feedback. So you now know what you need to do. You could absolutely do this. So until our next video to your accelerated success, Bruce out.